If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about top tens of the tens. And if you like to connect with us, uh, connect with Brave Hearts for Kids, check out our sponsor website, braveheartsforkids.org. And uh, while you're there, uh, or just go separately to spotlighthope.org, the uh, flagship service of the Brave Hearts for Kids uh, pediatric cancer charity. And uh, check out the nationaldaycalendar.com. That's uh, one of the terrific sponsors of Brave Hearts for Kids. And you can also email me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Be sure to connect with us on social media too. Like and follow us on Facebook at Bravehearts for Kids on Facebook and connect with me on LinkedIn, especially if you have a, a great story, if you've got a story to tell about something that inspires you, someone that inspires you, uh, Braveheart. And uh, we're sending things up for next year. Today, the, the top tens of the tens. When I think of numbers, I, I remember a story. Well, I'll give you the story, but first I'll give you the story behind the story or a, a story behind the story because, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was actually last decade. It was sometime before my dad really got sick. And he he passed away in uh, at the beginning of uh, this decade in, in February of 2010. Dad passed away from Parkinson's, and so he had spent uh, several years prior to that uh, uh, declining in health. But before he declined, my brother and I were having a conversation, and uh, I was in Bismarck, North Dakota, and my brother Russ was in uh, Minneapolis area. And it was fall, maybe late summer. I don't remember exactly what year. But we were having a conversation and got, got onto the subject of, of hunting and fall hunting and, and going out uh, pheasant hunting and things like that that uh, Dad and I would do. And, and Russ had never done that with us. And he, he said at one point in our conversation, you know, at some point, I should probably come out and do that with you while I, while, while I still can. And I think he maybe meant, well, Dad still can. And so I said, what about, what about this year? And so a couple months later, there we were getting ready to go out into uh, the, the wilderness uh, pheasant hunting. And we went out, it was you know, before sunrise, in October and we went out for breakfast and had corned beef hash and eggs and I remember dad liked it fried crisp and I did too so that took a little extra time so corned beef hash and eggs and we got an extra thermos of coffee we headed on down the road going west and uh, away from the sunrise so we were we were still driving into the dark 
And dad had an old a Jeep, one of those uh, old Jeep Grand Cherokee, I think they called it. It was, we um, had three of them over the years. And uh, the most recent one was probably something like a 1979. But he had a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I was sitting in the front seat and Russ was in the back and leaning forward so that the three of our heads were kind of together in uh uh, and having a conversation and talking about uh, whatever we were talking about. And we got on to telling jokes. And Dad was one of the best storytellers ever. And my brother Russ is an excellent, excellent speaker. He's a, st- a wonderful storyteller. And we started telling stories and just one joke after another. And, and most of them were things that, that we'd all heard before. But we enjoyed telling them, and we always liked hearing a story well told. And at some point, we we got to the point where we, we said, uh, you know, we we, uh, we started throwing out uh, numbers, and that that was a that was a joke in itself because this is that's the story behind the story, and the joke that begat that was the uh, the story about um, a fellow that had uh, gone to prison. And the first night he was in prison, he heard somebody yell out, 21, and everyone laughed. And someone else uh, yelled out, uh, 32, and everyone laughed. And he turned to his cellmate and he said, he said, what's the deal with the numbers? I hear someone yell out a number and then everyone laughs. And the cellmate said, well, there are no new jokes, you know, so what we've done is we've memorized them all and numbered them. And now instead of, instead of telling, telling the joke, then we just yell out the number and everybody remembers the, the joke and the punchline and they laugh. And the new fellow thinks, well, that, that might be a good idea for me to give that a try. So he yells out, uh, 10 and nobody laughs. And, uh, he thought, well, I'll try it again. He yells out 20 and nobody laughs. And he turns to the cellmate and he said, He said, what's the matter? Did I pick a couple of jokes that aren't funny? And the cellmate said, well, you know, those are funny enough jokes, all right, but some guys can tell them and some can't. And so, um, pausing for your laughter now, uh, that's, that's that's the story of uh, the numbering the stories and the story behind that story of course is the uh is the pheasant hunting trip and i don't remember if we got any birds and i thought you know i I don't know what the heck uh was the reason for bringing that up uh except that uh, when i'm thinking top 10 of the tens the numbers and and just uh, let's let's start uh, numbering things it's 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 hard to do that and it's it's I think it's difficult to say what's the top ten. How do you keep score? How do you decide what the best thing is? You know, what's the most impressive? Uh, what's your best memory from the past decade? What's your uh, what's the greatest quote that you that you heard? I think those things change from time to time for us. And uh, what what might have been the um, the best quote that that I remember hearing at the beginning of the decade might be something, or favorite song from the beginning of the decade might might have a different favorite song now, might have a different top ten, and uh, might have a different favorite movie 
Um, but uh, in, in any case, what I did was I made made uh, a few lists of things, and some of them are are things that I suppose could be considered more objective. That uh, that is, they were they were uh, uh, ideas that someone else had that. Um, uh, or, or not necessarily ideas someone else had, but they're they're tallies. They're uh, they're things that we have a way of keeping score on. Uh, for example, the the top grossing movies of the decade, or the top ten. What's the top ten movies of the decade? Um, the the top the, you know the top grossing movie of all time and I just looked this up last week and I think uh, it's on uh, the Internet Movie Database database IMDb it's a good site it's a fun site for me to look at things and and I think you might like it too so number one all time is a movie from two thousand nine is Avatar and number two all time is a movie from nineteen ninety seven Titanic. And now there are also uh, lists like this that will adjust for inflation. You know, so they'll say, hey, you know, back in uh, 1939, Gone with the Wind came out and they were charging, uh, you know, a quarter to get in to see the show. Uh, it doesn't, you, know, you, you don't get into a movie for that anymore. I don't, some, some of these, I don't know how they keep track of things. Um, I'll get into songs in a little bit. But the, um, the, the top grossing movies of all time, the uh, the the next ten, you know, uh, and uh, you know, overall uh, historically number number uh, three through twelve, the next ten are all from the decade of the tens, and uh, I, I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, because and and most of them are movies that have. Uh, that are, that are that are part of a series, and maybe series, not even necessarily the uh, the original movie in the series, you know. So um, uh, the uh, uh, number number ten for the decade was Transformers: Dark of the Moon, and then uh, number nine was Minions uh, from 2015, and uh, number eight was Iron Man three from 2013. Now. Iron Man two, Iron Man one didn't make it, but they got better at marketing it, and they're and they are getting much better at marketing movies and things in general like this. Um, number seven, Frozen. Number six, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part two, uh, from two thousand eleven, and then number five was the Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron, and number four was Furious Seven. You know that's uh, that that's the seventh one in that series, right? Uh, number three, the Avengers. Number two, Jurassic World. And if I remember right, that was the third in that series. And then uh, number one, Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. It's uh, you know the Star Wars series. Uh, I I remember those uh, when they came out with uh, they began with Episode Four. That gave us some real. Is um, uh, uh, something to really look forward to for you know darn near a generation, because I remember uh, driving down to Fargo for three nights in a row to sit and watch uh, the original Star Wars movie back in I think it was 1977, uh, maybe it was 1976. It could have been that uh, could have been that summer, and so. Um, yeah, we we drove down and and we watched. Uh, we we went to watch that, and and after seeing it the first night, the second night we sat in the front row so that we could uh, take advantage of that jump to light speed. A lot of fun. So, 
there's uh, the special effects have gotten better. The, and uh, everything about these things have just gotten better. Uh, and, and definitely they've gotten a lot better at marketing them. Because when I was a kid working at the theater, um, we had uh, we had a, a theater in Valley City that you know, the population of the town was about seven or eight thousand. The theater sat over nine hundred people as one screen, so there are nine hundred people that could be at the movie, and we had two movies a week. We had one that came out at the beginning, of, you know, on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Wednesday, and then the other one was. Um, uh, maybe Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So it, it was uh, two movies a week. Sometimes they had a blockbuster they would keep for a whole week. But uh, most of the time we'd have two movies a week, and then we would have we'd have to go up and get the ladder out, change the the marquee, change the sign, big red plastic letters that uh, were clipped to the marquee to say what the show was, and and uh, and then uh, you know watch the movie. And there was a a, a showing at. Um, you know, something like seven and something like nine, or depending on how long the movie was, maybe nine thirty. But you'd have a seven o'clock and a nine 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 thirty movie, and uh, the the concession stand uh, at the front that closed shortly after the second feature began. So we would have the uh, uh, the, the projectionist and I would be the only employees in the building at that point, um, with uh, with the, in this great big building. And uh, we had all that uh, leftover popcorn. They said, you know, you can have as much popcorn, as much pop as you want, and uh, and and so we did. Uh, that was uh, that was that was a, it was really different back then. So we'll have more for, of the the idea of the top tens of the tens coming back after this break. We'll be back with you on the other side of sixty seconds. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
And welcome back, Braveheart. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about the top tens of the tens, and I guess I'm kind of all over the map with that. Uh, connect with us on our, uh, check out our sponsor website, uh, braveheartsforkids.org, uh, spotlighthope.org, the uh, um, a separate site, also part of the Brave Hearts for Kids uh, Pediatric Cancer Charity, uh, nationaldaycalendar.com, terrific sponsor of the Brave Hearts for Kids organization. And you can email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org and uh, like and connect us, connect with us on Facebook and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn too. You know, I do a lot of um, work in the area of retreats. And I just wanted to mention this again. Uh, we we are setting up uh, our schedule for this coming year. The return on engagement retreats, where we you know we we find that um, getting people really focused in the area of employee engagement is so is so good for everyone. You know, it's one of those win-win-win situations. And when I talk about uh, the work that I do as the mission specialist, you know, especially working with organizations that we define as social enterprises. You know, the social enterprise, I think, will be the um, the model. And I believe that every truly successful business in the third millennium will be some form of social enterprise. And we were just talking about that a little bit this morning. The idea that uh, a social enterprise, uh, you know, truly successful business, they're they're not strictly looking at uh, the the bottom line for the quarter. They're not, uh, they have more of a long-term view on things, more of a um, uh, what's good for uh, what's good for the people that work here and what's good for the, um, the company, uh, what's good for, uh, the customers, what's, you know, what's good for everyone else that is, is involved or even not involved. What's good for the planet. It's, it's all part of the idea of being a social enterprise. And it's, it's something of a responsibility. I think that we're going to see, in this uh, in this coming decade, um, a continuation of what I see as uh, a move towards a social enterprise model for uh, for people um, to go to work for to create as their own businesses, and um, and I I really think that that's the 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 model for success going forward. What we find is that you know companies that that do this uh, that do the uh, retreats with us the uh, return on engagement retreats, what they see is that the people that work there stay longer. They have less turnover and they have more enthusiasm. So they have greater productivity and they get along better with each other because they're, they're working in teams and they, uh, you know, they also have greater productivity because of their better teamwork. And all of this results in lower costs for the business and greater profitability. So it's, it's, it's an idea that we think is, um, uh, it, it's really, it's really, uh, it's really happening. And it's uh, when I when I say the world is better than it's ever been, and things are great, and they're getting better, and they're getting better fast. And, I, and it's it's very true that uh, 
it's exciting to watch it happen. But it's it's exhilarating to be part of making it happen. And when we talk about what is a brave heart, that's what we're talking about. You know, brave hearts are are the the people that have a the courage to be of service to others, the courage to uh, inspire, and uh, and and that's the um, uh, that that's the uh, uh, the guest list that we're looking to uh, put on Bravehearts Radio. Uh, we had a we've had a terrific year with that, uh, with uh, with our guests, and we've got uh, some things coming up that are going to be a lot of fun. I want to get back a little bit to the movies and. At the break, I uh, was talking with uh, with Matt in the studio about the uh, the the, um, the franchises, and we you know, Star Wars. Man, that's been around forty some years, you know. And and uh, it's uh, it was nineteen seventy seven, um, the uh, the the episode four. And you know, I remember seeing that when it started out. Episode four, really? Episode four? Hmm. So uh, they they give us four, and then uh, you know a couple of years later five, and then a couple of years later six, and then uh, you know a generation later, then it was one, two, and three, and and, and you know they filled in some and, and it added more here and there. I tell you what, there's a whole lot of work going on there, and we thought you know is there anything that's been around longer than that? And I think um, uh, we you know the first thing that came to mind was James Bond. You know, because I think James Bond goes back to 1962 with uh, Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery, uh, the the, um, the original, and and I think many many feel still the best of the James Bonds. Um, just uh, uh, that you know that's. Uh, uh, Perhaps the the biggest franchise um, in terms of number of movies that have been out um, for one for one um, franchise. Get into that conversation. Who's the author that has had more works made into movies than anyone else? And it's an interesting conversation to have. It's one of those things that's fun to talk about with people that uh, that read books. And uh, people that um, that watch movies, and sometimes you you don't, you don't realize that uh, a movie comes from a book or where it came from. I think the uh, Shawshank Redemption, for example, is set uh, Stephen King it was a short short story by Stephen King. Uh, the Green Mile, I think that was Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King's had a lot of stuff made into movies, right? Uh, I've see, I've read probably just about everything by John Grisham, and I'm pretty sure that I've read everything by Michael Crichton and uh, uh, used to read a lot of stuff by Tom Clancy and a lot of those have been made into movies uh, and Crichton in particular man his stuff I thought was was some of the most amazing because he he had a way of taking technology and writing about it in a way that made it seem like, oh yeah, well that's feasible, that's uh, that's that's believable, uh, and that that could happen. It could happen the way he describes it. He was he was really really good at that, um, and it, you know. So we get into that conversation of you know the top the top authors, the top the top ten. Did uh, did a little uh, you know show host research uh, just before I became a show host, and. The, the top author for um, uh, for, for uh, stuff that's been made into movies. Well, I just give you a hint. The uh, there have been uh, nine 
movies made on the story of Romeo and Juliet. So, yep, the uh, the top author for uh, for movies is uh, William Shakespeare. So, uh, you know, that's a, it's a long time ago. So, of modern authors, I don't know, still, that, that uh, is still open for debate. One of the lists that I started to make was, what are the 10 books that were the best, best books that I read in the last decade? And I remember a time well, I, you know, coming after after I got out of college, after I was out of school, and then I went for a while without reading a book, without reading uh, without reading a novel, without reading for fun. You know, I would read a little bit here and there about uh, uh, business or politics or you know some of that stuff that was interesting. And um, I remember there was a, a fellow that gave me a book by Tom Clancy. It was called The Sum of All Fears. And I still have it. It's a great big thick book, and uh, it reminds me that when you loan someone a book, uh, yeah, I I tend to think I'm, you know, I'm making a gift of it because I don't really expect to get it back. And when I do, it's like, oh, that's really nice. Hey, thanks for, uh, for thanks for thinking of me and getting that book back. But um, the sum of all fears was the first book that I read like that. Well, that was uh, at least a couple decades ago. So this decade. What I've found is I really, really enjoy reading when I have the time. And it's not so much a matter of having the time as taking the time and deciding to do that rather than something else, maybe rather than watching another couple of football games. Um, Reading uh, uh, James Michener and uh, Candace Millard. And uh, what they have in common is uh, they, they both write... Uh, historical novels. Uh, Candace Millard, I heard I heard about her on uh, on the radio, and she was she was uh, uh, the author of a book by uh, about Theodore Roosevelt, and the the book was about Theodore Roosevelt after he was president, and uh, he uh, led an expedition down what they called the river of doubt and the book was called the river of doubt and so uh, theodore roosevelt led this expedition in the south american river that was a tributary of a tributary of the amazon so still a huge huge river and a thousand miles long and they hadn't explored it and they and they they hiked up a thousand miles from i think buenos aires to uh, the the uh, headwaters where they could get into this river, and then they made canoes. They made dugout canoes uh, from you know just cut cut down trees in the forest and made dugout canoes that they that they went uh, uh, ran down this river, not knowing if there were rapids or waterfalls or whatever, and and um, uh, not, not obviously not taking enough uh, food and supplies for the whole trip. So that was a that was a heck of a story. And then um, the other uh, the other two that she wrote that I I couldn't wait to read. And they were, I think she took about five years to write each one of them. So maybe she's got another one in the works. But the other two were about Winston Churchill and uh, his uh, uh, heroics and exploits as a as a young man in the Boer Wars. 
and uh, in uh, in South Africa. Uh, and then the the third one was about James Garfield, uh, the uh, the president. Uh, president who never ran for president, and and uh, he was uh, uh, nominated in 1880 in Chicago, the newest city in the world because it was uh, rebuilt after the Great Fire in Chicago. Well, a story about uh, his uh, his assassination and and the uh, uh, the tragedy that uh, uh, of, of that because he he literally died from. Uh, from uh, infection and I guess what today we would call malpractice, you know, because he was, he was, uh, he he died from an infection that uh, that should not have killed him. Uh, the gunshot should not have killed him. Uh, but terrific stories and a lot of history to be learned from uh, from reading uh, books by by uh, uh, Candace Millard and and then James Mitchner. And uh, just I read uh, uh, three or four by him in the last couple of years, Chesapeake, um, The Source, uh, The Covenant, um, Space, read that uh, uh, again because I'd read it some years ago. That was my first uh, introduction to Michener. It's a book called Space. And still, I think that's my favorite uh, novel of all time. And just a you know just terrific reads. You learn a lot while being entertained, and uh, so that's uh, that's why I think uh, those are some of my uh, my favorites, and uh, definitely part of the top ten in the uh, in the category of of reading. Even though mm, some of them haven't been made into into uh, movies uh, yet, so we uh, coming up on a break again. So stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 seconds with more top tens from the tens. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian 
His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold. I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about the top tens of the tens. If you would like to connect with us, uh, please check out our sponsor website, braveheartsforkids.org. Uh, check out the National Day Calendar. Check out uh, Spotlight Hope. Org. And uh, you can also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org and connect with us on the social media too. Connect with me on LinkedIn. We're putting together some terrific connections for shows next year. Had uh, you know some uh, comments that have come through on the Spotlight Hope app that um, Bravehearts for Kids has. Now, Bravehearts for Kids is the pediatric cancer charity and. I always love to tell the story about, um, you know, my connection with um, with Bravehearts for Kids. It, back in uh, September of 2008, I was at the street fair in Bismarck, North Dakota. And you know how there are certain things at street fairs like corn um, corn on the cob and turkey legs and uh, you know, pizza and funnel cakes. Well, there was a sign over one of the booths that said, Buffalo Berry Crepes, $3. And I thought, wow, that sounds good. But I didn't even know what a buffalo berry was. And it, it turns out a buffalo berry is kind of like a wild blueberry from up in the high plains of North Dakota and Montana up there. So I said, yeah, let me have one of those. And there was a guy working at the back of the booth, and he turned around and he said, hey, I recognize that voice. And this was my old friend, Adrian Jacobs. And Adrian, Adrian, uh, he, he said uh, they had just started this organization uh, a couple within the last couple of weeks. And they were, were selling uh, buffalo berry crepes to raise money to help families that had a child with cancer. See, uh, Adrian has a son, Jeremy, and and Adrian would always talk about Jeremy kind of like this, you know, my son, the rocket scientist. And I always thought that what he meant was uh, Jeremy's a really good student, you know, uh, probably especially good at you know, math and science. I didn't realize that what he really meant was uh, he's one of the people that, runs NASA down in Houston. Well, Jeremy and his wife, Amy, had a little daughter, Ava, and she was diagnosed with medulloblastoma, which is a uh, brain cancer. It was wrapped around the base of her brain, and doctors at the time gave her something like a 5 to 20% chance of survival. And they said if she did live, she'd be developmentally disabled. She'd be unable to talk or unable to walk or have some other sort of disability that um, uh, because of the danger in treating cancer on that part of the brain. Well, Jeremy and Amy didn't give up. They kept going and they, they got help. And they, uh, they, they, found a, a, they found a treatment option at the MD Anderson Cancer Center. And Ava was the first child ever treated there with a new three-dimensional proton radiation technology that was developed at Fermilabs in uh, Batavia, Illinois, suburban Chicagoland, and uh, not too far down the road from uh, 
where uh, where we send off Bravehearts Radio. Well, she's cured, and so Jeremy and Amy started Bravehearts for Kids as a way to reach out to other families that might also have a child who's uh, who's, who's sick. Who's you know when when they uh, when they get the news your child has cancer, it's like the whole family get sick. So Jeremy and Amy started Brave Hearts for Kids to reach out to other families, do outreach and help other families also have a positive outcome when they hear the, the news that their child has cancer. And so that's what they did. And they, they, uh, they started uh, the organization in uh, 2008. They uh, ran it as a, a you know, family uh, charity for like a mom and pop business. You know, for for years, uh, in in 2014, in September of 2014, Brave Hearts for Kids became a public charity, which sometimes we refer to as a 501c3. Well, uh, shortly after that, in January of the next year, Sherry and I were asked to join the uh, join the um, uh, board of directors, and we did. And um, in 2017, Sherry was uh, elected as the chairperson of the board. So Sherry is the uh, chairperson of the board of, of Brave Hearts for Kids, the heart and soul and brains of the outfit. I say, I'm the the feet and the mouth. So I, you know, I'm talking to you on the radio today about Brave Hearts for Kids, and Sherry created something called Spotlight Hope. And she said, you know, that's that's what 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 we need to do is we need to we need to have a service that is the best that service that's available for families that is out there, and it's and it's called Spotlight Hope. And what it is, it's a mobile resource guide. Uh, it's something that uh, families can uh, load onto their smartphone, and it shows them uh, the resources that are close by to wherever they are. And uh, close by to wherever they are in the United States, um, because there are there are hundreds, uh, maybe thousands, even of uh, people and organizations that provide some kind of a service to help families when they have a sick child like that, and help the help the child, help the whole family. And so uh, the the uh, Spotlight Hope Resource Guide is something that uh, is it it's uh, it's so successful in helping families connect and helping the, the social workers and the nurses and doctors that, that work with those families to connect with resources to help those families. So uh, some of, the, some of the, the, the top 10 comments that we got uh, from Spotlight Hope are from Dakota, a brilliant resource. As a paramedic, I have appreciated the portable content of this app on the road. Keep more coming. This is highly recommended. From Nora, she says, fantastic app. It has helped me a lot and has all I need for clinical practice. I really appreciate it. From Callie, I love this app. I always use it. Very useful. Thank you. From Clayton, this app has amazing features wherein they also provide you with financial support by connecting you with a lot of local resources. And it's something like 92% of all the families that contact us uh, at Brave Hearts for Kids are looking for financial help. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extremely uh, grueling uh, undertaking dealing with uh, having a sick child like that. Um, 
Richard says, uh, been using it uh, for three months now, worth every penny. A uh, great resource for pre-hospital and, you know, worth every penny. It's a, it's a interesting comment because it's free. It's a free app. It's, uh, it's something that uh, you go to spotlighthope.org. You can download that and you can, uh, you can uh, use the resources right now. Great resource for pediatric ER and PICU nurses. Quick and accurate information at your fin- fingertips. And um, and and they go on and on and on. It's it's wonderful getting this feedback from people about the uh, uh, Spotlight Hope, uh, uh, the, the Spotlight Hope app, and uh, and so there's a little bit more about the story of uh, Brave Hearts for Kids and and how I became the mission specialist. Well, you know, Sherry is the uh, she's the chairperson of the board, um, and I took the title mission specialist because I like the the connection, the way it uh, connects with our NASA uh, connection. And uh, you know, I don't fly the rockets. I'm uh, I'm I'm the guy that uh, uh, helps to make sure the mission gets accomplished, and I found that I've been doing that my whole life. Been working with organizations and uh, helping other organizations, and you know, at, after I'd uh, met Adrian, uh, uh, ran into him. I'd known him for years before that, but when I ran into Adrian at that Buffalo Berry Crepes booth, I met Ad- uh, Jeremy for the first time. A couple of days later, and when we when we met, we talked about uh, how to you know how to uh, have a pancake breakfast, or or how to um, you know spaghetti dinner or something like that. Because I had I'd done a lot of volunteer work over the years, and um, you know I had some insight for them for that. And they 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 did ran this as a family uh, mom and pop type charity for about uh, six years. Well, we met. Uh, uh, for coffee, for you know, coffee and and most of uh, you know half a day uh, to to talk about that kind of thing and resources and places they could go to get uh, get get stuff to to do events like that. And I got a note from Jeremy the next day. I got an email, and among other things, he said, "Thanks for burning a half a day with me." Well, I wrote back to him, and I said. I don't know you nearly as well as I expect I'll get to know you, but never consider it a waste of time to be of service to others. If that's not why we're here, what other reason is there? And, you know, that that gets back to the, the heart of why we have Brave Hearts Radio, because that's the Brave Heart model. You know, it's it's the the courage to be of service to others. And you know, when when they had a sick child and their fam, the whole family is sick. When the child is sick, they were still doing outreach, and they had the courage to be of service to others. That's a great example. So, very very grateful to uh, Jeremy and Amy and Ava and the girls for for being. Um, uh, such a terrific example of what a brave heart is, and an inspiration for Brave Hearts for Kids organization, and uh, the launch for uh, Brave Hearts uh, Radio. So, I, I think I, you know, kind of went went over on uh, on uh, talking about the. Uh, um, the, the story of Brave Hearts for Kids, but I wanted to share that with you again. Kind of inspired to uh, to get back into that. So. We coming up on our last break of the day, so 
Uh, we'll, we'll go to break, and we'll be back and wrap things up with you on the other side of 60 Seconds once again. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm Brian Reinbold, the mission specialist. Uh, you're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're with a leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm really grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about the top tens of the tens. And connect with us at uh, braveheartsforkids.org and check out spotlighthope.org. Check, check out the national day calendar. And uh, you can sure email me at uh, mission specialist at uh, braveheartsradio.org and connect with me on LinkedIn too. You know, something I always uh, make it a, a point to get to is the uh, top, uh, the, the top tens. It's a, they, well, you know, someday uh, we should have a top ten days, uh, national days, and um, uh, coming up uh, today, the 30th of January, 30th, and I think I'm just getting a little bit off track here. I've, I've got a calendar in my hand, and uh, I'm thinking about uh, the uh, the next next year. I did get my new National Day calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com. You can order up an actual calendar so that you've got something to put on your wall, and it's got all the national days on it. It's really cool. And then uh, they've got a, a lot of uh, fun gear like uh, hoodies that are super comfortable too. And But uh, today, the 30th of December is Bacon Day. And I happen to know that Bacon Day is one of the top 10 days. And it might even be the biggest day that um, uh, National Day calendar has. And I, I remember, um, you know, learning terms like they're trending and 
uh, but Bacon Day and uh, Drink a Beer Day, and you know some of the some of the really really popular days in National Day calendar, they get. Um, they get a million hits on a day like today, Bacon Day. Also, Bicarbonate of Soda Day and Falling Needles Family Fest Day. Uh, I promise that at some point I will look up what some of those mean. But uh, Bacon Day, pretty pretty easily uh, understood. Um, one of the things that... Um, uh, you know, I remember seeing the Bobby Flay show and, uh, and what, you know, it, uh, it gonna, uh, take on the, uh, Philly cheesesteak, uh, champions and, you know, what does he do? Add some bacon, you know, and make, uh, uh, make it, yeah, everything's better with, uh, with bacon. And maybe they say everything's better with chocolate. And I've had chocolate covered bacon and it's one of those things that, um, no, not that, not my favorite. Uh, not my, not on the top tens. Uh, chocolate covered potato chips. No, that's another story. Uh, that's something that um, uh, kind of kind of hard to beat. Now I, I've got a whole bunch of top tens that I you know uh, they're top ten quotes. Um, one that you hear me say all the time: "Doing good anywhere does good everywhere." And how about gratitude is the beginning of all good things. Appreciation activates abundance. How about youthfulness is a vigorous passion for ideals at any age? I found that when I wrote that this summer, and I remember thinking youth is not an age. It's a state of mind, and perhaps more than that, it's a state of passion for ideals. And uh, I found that in some notes about um, uh, one of the events that we went to earlier this year, and it was uh, Paul Tasner, and he was uh, a speaker at uh, a TED Talk in Indianapolis. And Paul is uh, 73 years old, I believe, and started a new company recently. And he was, I told him afterwards, I said, man, that was, I was just so inspired to see you here because I, I think of TED Talks as, um, as being, uh, you know, the, the high tech, uh, younger crowd. And, and, uh, we came up with this idea that, you know, youth, it's not an age, it's a state of mind and more than that, a state of passion for ideals. And something that I wrote down this summer, youthfulness is a vigorous passion for ideals. Youthfulness is a vigorous passion for ideals at any age. Do that, you know. Remember that, and then uh, uh, you know, like um, my my uh, my hero Albert Schweitzer, you know, talking about um, success is not the cause of happiness. He says happiness is the key to success, and the only ones among you, he said, that would be truly happy, are those who have sought and found a way to serve others, and so. That's part of being a brave heart. That's the courage to serve. That's where real, true happiness comes from, is in service to others. And I've done, I've done speeches. I've done a lot of speaking to uh, the, the organizations, youth organizations. One of the highlights of my, my whole speaking career was speaking to 800 uh, young people, mostly high school juniors, to be at the uh, Hugh O'Brien Leadership Program. Uh, at uh, Loyola University about seven years ago and you know talking about uh, service leadership and the idea that uh, you know to, to be uh, truly happy uh, seek and find a way to be of service to others and then uh, Howard Thurman 
uh, one of one of my uh, one of my favorites too. And he said, "Don't ask what does the world need. Instead, ask what makes me come alive, and then go do that." And what I believe is. When we do that, we find out that that's exactly what the world needed after all. You know, so uh, every truly successful business will be a social enterprise. Um, Abraham Lincoln, uh, have I not defeated my enemy when I have made a friend of him? Uh, Confucius and my dad used to say this, uh, no matter where you go, there you are. And one of Sherry's uh, great quotes, um, she says, forgiveness frees us from being held hostage by the past. It's been a terrific pleasure and honor to be with you as your host for Bravehearts Radio uh, this year. And as we close out the year, as we close out the decade, uh, I want to thank you for joining us this week. And we have been talking about the top tens of the tens. Uh, Bravehearts Radio on the flagship variety channel here on voiceamerica.com, where we are the leader in live internet talk radio. Remember to check out our bravehearts4kids.org and follow and like us on Facebook. And you can also email me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. And please plan to join us every Monday, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Next week, we'll be talking about a 2020 vision for 2020, the 20s and beyond, and we'll have as our special guest, once again, Dr. Carl Sovac. On behalf of the Bravehearts radio team, I'm Brian Reinbold, the mission specialist, and I'm urging you to remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. We'll see you next week, next year, next decade. Until then, be well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 